When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Everybody, welcome to another episode of the the WNO podcast. I think this is episode, I don't even know what episode this is. One thirty six, I think maybe. It's been a couple of weeks. We went to Puerto Rico, but we're back. It's an exciting event for us. Uh, exciting week for us. It's, it's the week of the event. Uh, who's number one? Gordon or no? Craig? I guess, who's number one? Craig Jones versus Ronaldo. You Jr. got this. This uh, big this, week we got this, going on, guys. Right. It's a huge week. A lot of stuff going yeah. on. Huge, huge event. It's Tuesday. We're starting rolling on Wednesday with all this uh, who's number one stuff. Craig Jones, Ronaldo Jr. in the main event. Roberto Jimenez versus Gordon Ryan in the co-main event. Huge week for us, man. It's going to be crazy. Yep, everybody's getting in town tomorrow. On Wednesday, there's going to be the press conference. On Thursday, Friday, the, the matches kick off at 8 o'clock Eastern time. We're doing the first two matches for free on uh, all our social media and on the site. Uh, Jacob Couch, the Hillbilly Hammer versus Elder Cruz, El Monstro, and Daniel Kelly one. versus Jessica Crazy, crazy uh, lineup for the event. We got, you know, Gordon versus Roberto, Craig versus Ronaldo, Gabby versus Nacielli, Gio versus Juni, Andrew Wiltsy versus PJ Bartz. It's a great event. I can't wait to get uh, to get going with it. But uh, since the last time that we came and did this show, everything changed. The last time we did this show, we spent half the show previewing Nicky Ryan versus Roberto. True. Nicky Ryan gets injured, uh, minor knee injury. Thankfully, he'll be back soon. We're going to run that Roberto versus Nicky sooner or later. But when we're looking for uh, opponents. To, to replace Nikki, we're thinking who's going to be looking at 185 people. And all of a sudden, Gordon Ryan jumps in the chat. Gordon yeah. Ryan texts me and he wants to get in the match. And it, 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 it ended up working out. It's pretty crazy, right? Yeah, absolutely, man. Just I, watching that little intro there for the podcast just got me so hyped up, though. You know, it's who's number one week. That means we're all going to be on Friday packed in that room watching some crazy matches. I, I can't wait for it. But yeah, like you're saying, we were all looking forward to Nicky Ryan versus Roberto Jimenez. Hopefully that match could maybe still happen uh, sometime in the future down the line. But just so happens that we were in Puerto Rico kind of when this whole thing was going down. If you guys ch- checked out that uh, sick little video that Michael made um, on the at the pool with the fire, with, with Gordon signing the, the contract. It just was a very apropos moment. Happened to be that Nicky pulled out, and it happened to be that we got the, you know, the greatest grappler uh, of the moment to step in and face the most exciting grappler of the moment. Um, this one's going to be awesome. We got Corey back there in the house, too. What's up, Corey? What's You're on, jacked man? up about this week, aren't you, too? Yeah, you know, I've, I've been to, I think, two or three who's number ones at this point. Always one of the most exciting week, weeks, right? We've got all the athletes coming in. Uh, we have everybody doing the weigh-ins, the press conference. So it's just day after day, you know, moment after moment. It is, it's exciting. There's so much going on, um, I, and I can't wait for this whole card of matchups. Yeah, uh, props uh, to Roberto here because it's like this is a crazy. Like when it, when Gordon stepped up and said, "I'll I'll, I'll, I'll take Nikki's place," you know, the first thing is like, 
all right, is Roberto going to do it? Mm. Which most people that are 185, Roberto's not even 185, he's lighter than that usually. Yeah, definitely. Are going to say, hell no, I'm not fighting Gordon Ryan. But Roberto just, he doesn't care, man. He's down to fight anybody, anytime. Like, Roberto's about, about it. I think it's no secret that, you know, it, it's tough to find guys to, to go out there against Gordon, especially in a submission-only rule set, especially in an extended time limit, you know, which, um, which is going to happen. So... For Roberto to kind of just blindly step up here, which which is what we all love about Roberto Jimenez, he um, really encapsulates what we love about that like uh, absolute division, open class of jujitsu. That that side of jujitsu, Roberto just like embodies that. He's a dude who doesn't care um, how big, how small you are. He's throwing down. I remember even when I was talking to him um, in the last Who's Number One. Um, talking to him about the about the Dante match, I wasn't sure what the weight class was, and uh, and I was asking Roberto if he had to cut weight for for this match, and Roberto said that he had no idea what the weight class <laughs> for for the Dante match was, so he didn't know if he had to cut weight or not. So that just goes to show you. Um, Roberto's focused on the jiu-jitsu, not necessarily the name, not necessarily the social media antics, and, and not necessarily the uh, the weight class either. So that's what you got to love about Roberto and, for sure. And these guys, these are two guys, you know, very different personalities, but their mentality when it comes to competition is very similar. Neither one of these guys is happy with winning if it's not by a submission. These guys are going to go out there. They're going to shoot the kill. I mean, they're going to be going after each other. 30-minute match, there's almost no chance that this uh, – I mean – I would not bet on this match going the, the full regulation. That'd be that'd be pretty crazy. Yeah, I mean, I, I think when you look at jiu-jitsu, and I, you know, I don't know the numbers, maybe maybe Corey knows him a little bit better than I do, but I mean, I think when you look at submission percentages, Gordon and Roberto have to be among, you know, the, the, the top, the, the elite there. You know, these guys win, and, and 90% of the time they win by submission. You know, Roberto's uh, obviously known for, for taking everybody's back. He had that purple belt run where he just submitted everybody you know he's a submission machine and uh, and and so is Gord. i don't know maybe you have anything to, to add there yeah, Corey? Am, yeah, I, am i wrong am i right because you bring it up uh gordon has something like an 80 it, it's over 80 percent submission rate right and especially in the last i i think this is off the top of my head but i think he has 15 submissions in the last 20 matches or it's it, it's in that rate though it, it's incredibly high Roberto, all of last year, you know, last year was his black belt debut. He had plus seventy percent uh, submission rate. It was higher in Nogi. Um, another interesting thing, you know, we we talked a lot already about how Roberto will take on whoever, whenever. Um, he was an eighty-eight uh, kilogram competitor at the trials, right uh, in 20, 2019. Since then, he's had seven matches against guys who are in the ninety-nine or ninety-nine plus kilogram. Uh, division guys that are ADCC veterans, so cyborg, like, yeah, Nikki cyborg, Nicky Rod, Hulk. Uh, I mean, we, we can we can go through a whole list, but um, he he doesn't say no to a match. He uh, Roberto's not about the matchup, right? He's about the jujitsu. Yeah, Gordon hasn't lost since I believe 2017. Vinny or 2018. Mm. Vinny Magalhaes 2018 was his last loss. That's like 38 matches or something crazy yeah. ago. Roberto. Got his black belt last year. His first black belt match was actually at who's number one in the Gi versus Keenan. And he's had like 50 matches already since then. He's fought everybody. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's he's crazy. Played, he, yeah. Uh, Roberto's still, I believe, only 20 years old. Is that correct? Yeah, I think so. Think 20. So. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty which sure. Which is just crazy. Let me, let me pull up some Roberto Menez info. I think he's still 20. I believe so. I want to see how many matches this guy's got. If you guys haven't seen the, the New Guard story of Roberto there 40, on, uh, on Flow, check that one out. Definitely. You can see kind of. We've been watching Roberto grow up, you know, ever since he was a 
orange belt, green belt on flow yeah. here. So to see him now out there fighting guys like Gordon Ryan, the biggest names in the sport, biggest black belts, like what an evolution of this guy. May 19th, uh, 2000. So he's 20 years old still, which yep. is pretty crazy with, yep. with how many. He's got 41 black belt matches already. Uh, so what do you guys think? What What's Roberto got to do here? Obviously, he's got to avoid the leg locks. He got, he got heel hooked by Craig fairly quickly he almost got heel hooked by dante but then came back to get on his back and win that match what is what's the path to victory for for roberto here against gordon obviously you know you can never count roberto out but anybody's a big underdog against gordon right now what do you think roberto's got to do to get the w here i mean i think it's his it's his quickness and athleticism for sure he has that quickness he has that athleticism and honestly when you look at, at gordon ryan those are two things those are the two areas i think he he lacks the most the quickness Athleticism, you know, he has such a such a kind of like a slow, methodical style, and he just he's so technical that he just dismantles people. But Roberto's the exact opposite. He has this quickness, he has the pace, you know, he can take your back in a flash. And obviously, I think that that's uh, Roberto's best best shot at winning here. I, I think he needs to stay away from the the, the heel hooks. No secret there. But I don't think um, Gordon is going to be so quick. To, to jump into the those leg entanglements with Roberto just because of the type of person and type of competitor that I think Gordon is. Gordon likes engaging people where they're the strongest, you know, and so I think he'll engage Gordon. I mean, I think he'll engage Roberto with some of these um, uh, back takes and stuff like that, or at least he'll, uh, Roberto will have opportunities to, to take uh, Gordon's back. So I think that he just needs to he needs to stay aggressive. He needs to do what got him to the dance, and that's and that's push the pace, go after people hard, and try to take their backs. Man, I, I think that's Roberto's best shot. But that's just me, Corey. So you said that Roberto had more subs in his nogi matches than his gi matches. Uh, I'd imagine those are all from the back. Is that how he's finishing people? Yeah, most of them from the back. I believe there's a couple arm bars and triangles in there as well. Uh, there's a kimura that I remember from uh, one of the kumites. Um, but yeah, it's largely back attacks. Um, you know, I, I want to ask Rita follow up to that. Do you think that he fares way better in the first like five minutes of, of the match that Roberto fares better against Gordon in the earlier, maybe five to 10 minutes of the match as it, I imagine as this goes on longer, Gordon's going to have an edge, right? But I, I wonder where that breaks off. Maybe, but I think the thing about Roberto is that the dude's got a gas tank. Dude's got a huge gas tank. You mentioned how young he is. You know, yeah, the, I, don't, the, I don't ever remember seeing him getting tired. Even, even in his matches with, with Nicky Rod, with Cyborg, yeah. man, really, he's the one pushing the pace 10 minutes down the line and stuff like that. Um, I, I feel like, so, if he's still in the match, 10 minutes in, into the yeah. match, I think it's even better for, for Roberto, to be honest, that he's he's weathered maybe Gordon Storms. Uh, he, he's gotten out of the leg entanglements that those first 10 minutes, if, if, he's, if we're 10 minutes deep. So, I think if Roberto's 10 minutes deep into this match it, i think it's better it bodes well for for roberto that, he, that he, he's he's in it yeah i mean i think it was a really smart move for career-wise too a lot of people are scared of taking this l against gordon but i think this is a win-win for roberto like he's only 20 years old he's much smaller than gordon gordon's the undisputed number one pound for pound guy in the world right now if you even go out there and look good against gordon it, it, it's a win for you i mean if you if he happens yeah. to pull off the upset then you know his life's changed forever but i mean even if he goes out and loses i mean so what gordon's beating everybody gordon gordon did double gold at adcc last time go out there feel him out a little bit they're, they're probably gonna fight a bunch of times more in their career exactly he's 20 years old that's the that's the biggest key here right you know i i'm not 
how old's Gordon? Is it going? 26, 25? 25, uh, 25, I 25. think. So, you know, he's, he's five years younger than Gordon. So get this match in now. They're, they are going to face each other multiple times down the line here. You know, when Gordon's 30 and, and Roberto's 25, it might be a different story. Um, but, yeah, man, this is the time to, to get the matches against the best in the world. And I think that's what Roberto really understands. Like, he, he's out there for reps. He's out there to get better. And uh, he's out there to win for sure, too. Yeah, so. Gordon is excited for it too. When I did that interview with him in Puerto Rico, he was like, you know, he's excited if some, somebody's going to do jujitsu against him, not somebody's going to back out and just try and survive. Like Roberto's going to come after him. Apparently, there was a uh, comment: "What's the weight discrepancy?" It's hard to tell because Roberto's weight fluctuates a lot. I've seen him weighing anywhere from one seventy four to the one nineties. Gordon, however, though, is pretty consistent. Gordon is the high like two teens, like two six, seventeen, two eighteen is usually what Gordon is. So I. I would say probably 25 to 30 pounds. Yeah, if, if, if BJJ stars is any indicator, Roberto weighed in at 88 kilograms. So what's that put him at? About one, 190. 190. Did he weigh in at that or was he under it? Because... I, th I thought he was pretty much at it. I could have okay. misheard it, but yeah. All right. So he's back up there. He waited for the Dante match at 174. So I'm saying the guy's weight goes up and down. So probably 25, 30 pounds then. Question from Michael. Are you filming new episodes of Daisy Fresh coming into this event with two PSF fighters on the WNL card? Correct. Good guess. We have. We have uh, you the, took the words. The, the girl who shoots it with me, Simone, is going to be there filming couch and wheel scene. There's also like five or six other episodes already shot that are being edited. So we have a big announcement about Daisy Fresh season two coming Friday night. So tune into the broadcast for that. So uh, stay tuned for plenty of plenty of announcements. Yeah. You're going to want to be tuning in for the fights, but we also got some cool announcements yeah. on the way for sure. Several big announcements coming. You want to talk Puerto Rico a little bit? I know, I know. Yeah, we got to talk a little bit of Puerto Rico. Me and here. Reed just got back uh, before the snow apocalypse, and uh, we we went to Puerto Rico for a week. Got back to Austin, and then it snowed six inches. I was literally I had my feet in the in the sand and ocean on Friday. And then Sunday, I had no power and or I had no water, and, and my everything was covered in ice. So <laughs> yeah. it was quite the uh, stark contrast. Man, it was such a cool trip, though, right? Like uh, Puerto Rico was it's wow. it's way different than I expected to. Where wow. they lived, Dorado is really nice. Like it's beautiful. Anywhere you go is beautiful. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's it seems safe. I mean, it wasn't like the, no bad traffic or anything. But what do you think about the training uh, situation now? There's it's pretty interesting. It's like they basically just transferred the blue basement over to Puerto Rico. It's all the same cast and characters, right? Wow, wow. Yeah, first of all, Puerto Rico, I mean, I, I was expecting to have a have a great time down there and to, and to enjoy the tropical weather. But, um, but wow, what a paradise it is down there. I can totally see why everybody wants down there. I'm excited to go back and, and vacation and, and, and train with the guys. I'm sure it's going to be a huge destination um, for jiu-jitsu around the world. Um, what a great little setup they have down there. But, yeah, I was definitely taken aback by how much of the Blue Basement, how many of these New York and New Jersey-based grapplers traveled with the squad down there in Puerto Rico. Um, you know, there's just there's a lot of guys down there. A lot of the uh, the Canadian mafia crew is down there. Um, it is suddenly cropped up, basically out of nowhere, and is one of the tough, automatically one of the toughest jiu-jitsu rooms in the world in Puerto Rico right now. It's it's incredible. I think it's going to become a major training destination. It's just like how people used to go to Rio. Mm -hmm. People used to go stay at like Connection Rio and Baja and try and get that good training. I think we're going to see Nogi people trying to go down there and. Uh, post up in an Airbnb or whatever in Dorado and train with these guys for a little bit. They got a school underway. Uh, it, it, yeah, it was just a really interesting seeing w what the dynamic is like down there, and it's going to be interesting when they open their school, how it goes, and how things turn out. And I, I think this is only going to be positive for them. I mean, just hearing these guys, uh, how much time they're saving not commuting mm -hmm. across New York and New Jersey every day, it's like they're all confident that this, that they've all – that 
they're uh, progressing much more rapid now in Puerto Rico than they were in New York. For sure. I mean, you know, that, that is one thing. I'm not sure. You know, Corey comes from the New York jiu-jitsu scenes, and um, also I'm, I'm not sure what the New York jiu-jitsu scene is going to look like a- after this, but um, you, know, you can't blame these guys for, for, for taking their, you know, training into their own hands and, and going down to, to Puerto Rico. To, you know, these guys are professional athletes, uh, Craig Jones and, and uh, Gordon and Nikki, of course, so... Um, man, that was a sick little throw that he hits right there. <laughs> yeah, dude. Craig's good at that throw. He did that he to does, Dante. I've yeah, seen him do it a couple times. He does that all the time, man. He sets that up with that overhook. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you guys see this stuff here, we have all kinds of training footage actually on the site. From We have like 10 rounds of, of them rolling. We have technique stuff. We have, yeah, all kinds of good stuff. Good interviews with that, that read shot with, with Craig, Gordon, sat down John Danaher. Sat down with John, Gordon, Craig. Got a lot of that stuff on the site already. More to come for sure. Uh, yeah, a lot of training rounds, um, you know, Nikki and, and and Craig give us give us a couple techniques um, so you can learn some of the jiu-jitsu that they're, that they're um, doing down there. Um, just an, an incredible trip. We were there for you know four days and you know already couldn't wait to go to get back there. You know, there's so much of the island to explore. A shout out to Fernando and Juan, Luis and Oscar and the whole uh, Puerto Rico crew down there who who really made us all you know feel like family and uh, and and you know all the guys for, for opening up the gym and, and inviting us in. It was a incredible experience. We got to explore a little bit of old San Juan and, and Reed's brother in the background there. If you've never seen him. <laughs> yeah. That's the bro. Um, and then, uh, you got to go hike around with Craig and Taza. Some got to go to the beach and stuff like that. Um, we're going to have a lot more, more of this PR content kind of coming out the next, um, next month or so. So definitely be on the lookout for it. But wow, what a trip. Can't wait to go back for sure, man. Uh, question is, are, am I doing a fight companion commentary with Tommy and Mikey for this? No, definitely not. For this one, I mean, I think we're going to start trying to do that for stuff like BJ Stars, but just who's number one, we all got to be on the ground there. It's, uh, I got to sort of do, you know, organizational stuff there. So no, there will be no sort of fight companion, but Howell and Chase will be doing the commentary. There'll be a pre-show as well with some big names joining them, pre-show, post-show. But no fight companion type of thing for this. Maybe we'll do it afterwards with Saturday Match Rewind or something. Mm. But uh, all right, so you guys want to get into uh, picking these matches? Let's pick them. All right. Let's do it. We got seven matches on this Who's Number One card. We're going to go down the line. I think there's three matches here that we haven't even talked about really before today because we. I, okay. I think I think the under the prelims as well had not been discussed. They had not been announced the last time we did a show, right? Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. So these first two, if you guys didn't know, these are the first two are going to be free streamed everywhere, Facebook, YouTube, the app, the site. Just watch it. It doesn't matter if you're a Flow Grappling member. After that, once you get to the Wilty match and on, those will only be on flowgrappling.com or the app with the membership. All right, first one. Uh, a lot of people might not know about these guys, but I think I think they're going to know about them in the coming years because these guys are two you know, very hot prospects, up-and-comers, Great, great personalities, exciting fighters. Jacob Couch, as you may not know from the uh, Daisy Fresh series, the Hillbilly Hammer, uh, putting biscuits and gravy on people, all that stuff. Going against Elder Cruz from Checkmat La Habra, Lucas Lee student. Uh, El Monstro, he calls himself. He does this thing. If you're familiar <laughs> with, with the IBJJF scene, you might know. Uh, sort of, sort of a grudge match here. Uh, they fought, and and Purple Belt Couch won. Purple Belt uh, Nogi Pans like tapped everybody. Did really well. Uh, then they fought at American Nationals, American I think. Nationals. Elder Cruz beat him 0-0. Neither guy was happy with the match. Nothing really happened. It was a short match, 0-0. So they hit us up and just basically talked their way onto this card, which was very smart of them. I mean, they're they're flying out here. 
They're going to fight on the free prelims, and they're, they're going to settle it with 15 minutes submission-only rules. What do you think about this one, Reed? Yeah, man. Low-key, one of the best matches on the card here. Two of the best purple belts, bar none, in the world. Elder Crew has been beating down our door to uh, let him show his stuff on, on a show like Who's Number One for a while. Well, he was... I, I I always forget about the first one. Mm-hmm. He was on that first That's one, right. the yeah, gi yeah. one. Who did he, he who did he fight? I can't even remember. But yeah, he was on, he was on that first one, which seems like a different. Yeah, does, doesn't ago. seem like it's actually who's number one. It was such so different. But yeah, yeah. And then uh, one time I saw Elder Cruz at the um, at uh, Fight to Win, and uh, you bombarded me in the bathroom, and <laughs> him and his boys were like, "Yo, get me on one of these cards." You know, shout out to the Czech Matt Lahabro. Seems like they have a, a lot of. Um, Great dudes coming out of that that one, and then yeah, what can you say about Jacob Couch out there? Um, his performance at, at Nogi Pans was just like incredible. Loved that match there he had at the end, the finals of the um, Absolute Division there. Um, great match. Uh, he's he's been his star has been rising. He's he's a great personality. Love him. To, he's featured all over the uh, Daisy Fresh series. Star in the making. Reminds me of a of a young Gordon Ryan to be honest. So this is a, a yeah. great great match. Very charismatic guy. If you want to know more about Jacob Couch, actually episode three is streaming free all week. That's the first one he's featured in. So just go to the site. You can watch episode three. There you we, go. we put episode one on YouTube last week too. If you if you want to go watch it on YouTube, but uh, something with Couch too. Guy may be a purple belt, but he he recently had a, a sub spectrum tournament in Iowa. Submitted Jared Dopp, ADCC silver silver medalist. He he hooked uh, ADCC silver medalist. It's pretty Dopp's crazy. a killer, yeah, absolutely veteran. Okay, so I was told here Elder Cruz went up against Lucas Montalvon at, at who's number one. I can't even remember who won that one. But all right, let's <laughs> let's get into picking this one. I think everybody's going to know who I'm going to go with. No disrespect to Elder Cruz, but I got to take my boy here, Jacob Couch, the Hillbilly Hammer. I think in this rule set. Uh, Elder Cruz says he can beat Couch in any rules. Daisy Fresh is the worst nightmare. Beat him eight. IBJJ sub only anything, but I think 15 minutes sub only rules. It's going to be tough to beat Jacob Couch. His game is is, is so great for the for this, and I, I'm going to have to go with Couch for this one. I'll say Couch by heel hook, inside heel hook. For sure, tough match there for, for Elder Jacob. Just on fire. Um, looks like you know, kind of kind of his year. But uh, I'll take Elder Cruz in this one. You know, he's been uh, like I said, he's been beating down my door for a little while, trying to um, let him uh, go out there and improve himself, show his jujitsu off. So I'm gonna take his word for it that he's got something, um, and uh, hopefully he won't let me down. Corey, yeah, um, you know we've we've seen this match before, and it's always close, right? Um, the, the one difference maker, I think, is going to be the heel hooks. Um, like Michael said, uh, Couch submitted Jared Dopp, ADCC Silver Medalist, with a heel hook. I think that's going to be the difference maker. I also have Couch by heel hook. What's he call himself? He call, Elder calls himself the uh, or, um, Daisy Fresh's worst nightmare. Daisy Fresh's worst nightmare. <laughs> Daisy Fresh's wor- worst yeah. nightmare. If, so. you, guys, you guys, if you're not familiar with these guys, because uh, they're sort of up-and-comers, Couch has got a very similar game to Gordon, almost like he's modeled it off of Gordon with the half butterfly and, and the entries he gets into the leg, leg locks. Elder Cruz is just sort of like, I mean... He's got a he, wrestling background. Wrestling background, he breaks people with relentless pressure. He never yeah. gets tired. Yeah. He just keeps going, keeps going, and keeps, you know, and then eventually passes the guard, gets in the back, or whatever. And definitely that room there in Czech Malahabra with Leo Leitch and, and the Luna Brothers, and uh, they have a they have a good stable of, of up-and-comer guys that he's training with every day. So, you know, just, I think it's it's a great gym versus a great gym, great story. Both these guys have a lot to say to each other, so I'm looking forward to to uh, to seeing them tomorrow and how they interact all, all week, and then, of course, the, the match on Friday, man. Yeah, it'll be interesting too. It's like uh, 
as we've seen with the Ruotolos, Nicky Rod, like being a purple belt doesn't matter in Nogi. These guys are going to be fighting the best in the world very soon, I think. Within a year, we'll probably be seeing both these guys again up there. With the best yeah, no world. doubt Couch and Cruz already at that black belt level. Really, it's just a formality. So uh, the next match, women's strawweight, 115-pound match. We had a, a women's strawweight match on the December card. Maisa Bastos defeated Grace Gunderman, a really close one. Yep. Uh, I have a feeling whoever wins this one's going to end up, uh, probably the winner and loser of this are going to end up against those two in some some way but we have jessica Khan from aoj versus danielle kelly fighting out of silver fox the whole henzo gracie new york new jersey uh squad so this is an interesting one uh it's it's sort of a clash of styles i feel i feel like the like jessa is, is associated more with the ibjjf style danielle is sort of associated more with like the super fight like that nogi circuit sub only type of thing uh, what do you think East about Co- East Coast, West Coast? Yeah, it is East Coast versus West Coast Tupac war going Biggie. on here. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about this one, Reed? Yeah, for sure. I mean, these two are our premier elite strawweight uh, um, grapplers here. Uh, both of them black black belts. We've watched Jessica Khan really grow up in the IBJJF circuit. She she's you know she dominated. We watched her dominate everything pretty much at blue belt. We watched her dominate pretty much at everything at uh, purple belt and brown belt. You know now she's a black belt, taking on the best. Um, and really, there's there's not a whole lot of girls. In this weight class, so it's a perfect matchup for Daniel Danielle Kelly. Like you said, she's kind of comes from the a little bit more of the sub only um, East Coast. She's out there, I believe, with um, Jayrel Rilabudo and, and some of those guys. I've seen her training, of course, with the Dan and her Death Squad in the past. So you know, she's well versed in in the Nogi heel hook leg lock game. Um, so it's, I think it's definitely, like you said, a, a clash of styles. But um, you couldn't get a better matchup. Both these girls are are, are the very best. I'll let you kick this one off. I went last time. Who you got in this matchup? Um, this match is, is going to be uh, an interesting one for sure. It's hard to know how, how they're exactly. How, Corey, have these two? Have they fought before? Uh, I don't think so. They know. Yeah. Je- no. Now they no. Je- so they've they've always just kind of been on different different circuits. It seems like. Uh, huh? They're going to probably fight a whole bunch of times though coming up. Uh, Jessa has Jessa competed at black belt yet since she got it? As she got her black belt near the end of last year. I don't know. This might be her first black belt match. Definitely early on in the career, but um, you know I, I'm going to go out on a limb here and take uh, and take Danielle Kelly. I think that you know for the rule set for the who's number one, um, she, she's had some big matches recently. I think on um, on Fight Pass and things like that with similar rule sets. She's she's definitely the, um, you know more well versed in in the leg locks in in the submission only stuff. Um, no knock on Jessica Khan. She's absolutely absolutely capable of winning this one as well but i just think danielle is going to have um, the edge in some of these submission exchanges and, and she'll be able to catch jessa Corey, you got yeah you know danielle's the underdog here uh but but i'm i'm siding with, with her as well um I, I think right she's had her, her black belt for a little bit longer she's got more experience in the specific rule set jessa comes from a dangerous camp and she is a very well-rounded competitor um you know she she's proficient gi no gi mo- most any style, uh, but I think Danielle just has the experience to, to back this one up. All right, both you guys taking Danielle Kelly. Uh, I'm sort of surprised. I'm going to go with Jessica on this one. I think uh, Danielle might be m- more accustomed to this type of rule set, this type of uh, event, but I think Jessica is just she's high, very high level jujitsu. I think it's going to translate to any type of type of style. Uh, she'll be gi- ready. Gi- she'll no be ready. She's going to be ready. I'm gonna, uh, Jessica, I'm going to go with Jessica to take this one. So those are the two uh, free matches that will be available on the prelims. 
Coming up, this next one is really exciting. This is the type of match we try and put together on these things, right? Where, where we know both guys are going to come out and get after it. Mm-hmm. Like, neither one of these guys, Andrew Wilty, PJ Barch, is going to just go out there and try and survive and hope that they win a decision. These guys are going to scramble. They're going to get after it. They're, they're submission hunters. I think at, at, at the, the same situation as the first one. Everybody knows who I'm going to take. I'm going to take Andrew Wiltsy. I think his size will be a little bit too much for PJ in this one. What do you think, Reed? You want to throw it to Corey here? Throw it to Corey next. Uh, Corey was actually supposed to kick this one off. Yeah, Corey, go ahead. <laughs> That's all right. Um, yeah, th- this is a really tough one to call, right, because Andrew is is bigger, but PJ PJ is scrappy, and, and that can bring um, a, a, the best – Andrew and the best match for Andrew that we could possibly see. Um, I'm I'm leaning Andrew in this one, um, but it, it's really a toss up for me. I just think that if Andrew gets to his guard first, it's going to be a challenge for PJ to get past. What do you think PJ's got to do to get the W here, Corey? He's got to get an early takedown and and, and get, get the side. Which, I mean, he's got a he's got a great takedown game, but he needs to. It, Andrew's guard is no joke, right? If if he's there trying to pass Andrew's guard, he's going to end up in in a lot of trouble. Um, so he needs to get to a dominant position early and, and turn the turn the heat up. Well, I, I think sort of a weakness that we've seen with Wiltsy is is the leg game. Like he almost got heel hooked by Isaiah right at fight to win. Uh, he did get heel hooked by Tackett at BJJ Woodstock. So I think that could be another another route. What do you think about this one, Reed? So where are you where are you landing, um, Corey? Did, with uh, with Andrew. All right, going with Andrew. Two gotcha. For Andrew. Gotcha. Yeah, no, for sure. Love this match. Another Daisy Fresh match. That's what I love about the Daisy Fresh guys is they not only have just a, a great story and, and are out there killing themselves in the gym and stuff like that, but these dudes compete. They back it up. Andrew, uh, of course, one of the most um, credentialed competitors coming out of, of the Daisy Fresh camp. Um, he, you know, really, this dude is, is so seasoned as a competitor. It's something we don't talk about, Andrew, enough. Like, he's one of the most seasoned competitors on the entire card, to be honest. He's fought, uh, you know, who's who out there he's fought kind and he's he's fought everybody um out there on the ibjjf circuit doing these super fights as well and stuff like that so definitely andrew has the experience for sure but uh, i'm gonna go pj barch here just because uh you know i, I like his game for, for this rule set as well um we've seen we'll see yeah maybe stumble have a little trouble in these extended um time limits with with no points um, so I like PJ Barch's game in this one. Of course, he's he's got the leg lock games. He's got the uh, he's got the the wrestling pedigree. You know, he's very explosive and athletic. That's something that he uses to his advantage as well. I wouldn't be surprised to see him, you know, leaping over um, Wiltsy's guard, going for Kimura traps and stuff like that, doing cartwheels over the guard. I think he's going to try to make this a, a high pass, athletic, high pace, athletic match, and um, and that. Uh, leans itself, lends itself to to PJ Barch with the win. So that's where I'm going to yeah. go. It might be might be the match of the night. There, we always talk about what's going to be the match of the night, but we don't actually give out an award. We give a submission of the, of the maybe we should give a match of the, of the yeah, night. Yeah, yeah, well. especially if these guys are throwing down. Corey, I'll let you kick off the next one. Juni versus Gio. What are you thinking? <laughs> yeah, so this is probably one of my favorite matches of the night. I think stylistically, it makes the most sense. Um, G- Gio and Juni have kind of developed in in the same method, right? They're they're both they're both leg lockers. They're both really talented guard players. They both have passing ability. Um, if it comes down to it, I'm looking at at their last match not so much as a blueprint of what's going to happen, but as a as a blueprint of probably where they're both coming from. Uh, the last match, Juni won two nothing at Kasai. It was a, a short like five or six minute match. Um, 
I think he he has grown enough to get the W here. Now now Gio's grown a lot too. He he got himself all the way up to the number one spot at one forty five, um, but I think Junior has developed leaps and bounds from that that previous match. Um, I I think that one of the bigger weaknesses we we've seen from Gio, he's got a tough guard, but it's passable, right? Uh, Kennedy was able to pass him. Um, Paulo had him under some pressure there. And I think that's something that we don't see a lot from Junior, but he definitely has a great passing game. Uh, I think that's what he's going to lean on here to attack Gio, and I have him by uh, either head and arm choke or, or by decision. Yeah, Junie is like, he's on he's on a roll. He's won six of his last seven. He only lost to Kennedy. Kennedy has beat both these guys. He's right. beat G, uh, Gio and Junie. Uh, coming in with a bunch of wins. He won it. Who's on morning tell A whole bunch of fight-to-win matches. I'm going to say Gio get, evens it up here and makes it one-to-one, though. I, I, something I want to see from Gio, though, Gio's such a chill guy, and I think it sort of translates to his rolling sometimes, where it's like nobody can do anything to him, but it, it's by the end, it's like even the Paulo match was super close. I'd like to see Gio come out here and go for the kill. I think if he really pressures Junie, he can do some serious damage here. I'm going to say uh, Gio coming off of that loss is going to avenge his loss against Junie, just like he did against Paulo Miao, who's number one in October. I'm going to say uh, Gio comes out on top here. What do you think, Reed? Yeah, I think that's something that that works some into Gio's favor sometimes and to his detriment where he's just he's happy to go out there and just show his jiu-jitsu, doesn't really care yeah. about the win or the loss to be honest, you know. He just wants to go out there and show um good jiu-jitsu. I think he's got a bit of a sour taste in his mouth from the last Juni match, you know, uh, um talking to him. Uh I think that that's that's one he definitely has wanted back for for some time. That match was like almost 2 years ago at this point or it was a while ago, right? Yeah. And so it was 2019, so it was, it, it was a while ago. Um, I think that's when he's, he's wanted back for, for a little while. So I'm going to take Gio as well, especially on this who's number one. He's basically, um, you know, our, our most veteran competitor on these who's number one shows. He knows exactly what to expect. He knows exactly how, how to win these matches. So I'm going uh, to go with Gio. Gio's got a, I mean, we're talking about Gordon at 80%. Gio's got a 70% finish rate in his wins as well. Wow, wow. 20, 23 out of 33 wins by submission. Yeah, so many times, especially early in his career, uh, that subversive and stuff like that, you know, with like his jujitsu, they he just out of nowhere he has these flashes of brilliance you know he really does he kind of has a relaxing style and then all of a sudden he's submitting dudes with go-go platas and stuff like that like it's just some of the sickest jiu-jitsu you've ever seen you know um and and, and hopefully we get to see that that stuff uh, versus junior because they, they definitely have very similar styles i think uh, and i think they'll, they'll bring the best out of each other before we move on uh one one thing uh on michael's point about geo hopefully moving forward and attacking more in this match in most who's number one matches, I think Gio thinks he has a leg lock advantage, so he's trying to rope people into his leg game. Yeah, he had Kennedy on, on the edge there yeah, for a while. And, and he was really playing a heavy leg attack game against Paulo, too. I think he'll know that Juni's an, an adequate you know, uh, l- l- leg attacker, and he might want to put on the pressure. And when Gio came up against Paulo and started passing, he, he did an exceptional job of, of really pressuring Paulo's guard. Um, so, so if if he decides I don't want to attack Junie's legs, I want to play a different game. He could really have an edge there. Junie might have the better leg locks for sure. Uh, you know that, which he's is a leg lock guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's he, surprising. He's but. like the leg lock specialist over there at Unity. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure he picked up a lot when Eddie Cummings was training there as well. Mm. So let's go to the next match: Gabby Garcia versus Nat Jaley to Jesus. Uh, the haters online and Instagram comments don't seem <laughs> to realize this, but these two are one and one against each other. It's not a squash match by any means. 
Natchielli is like a five-time IBJJF Black Belt World Champion, I believe, in the gi. She's also won it a couple times no gi. Two-time um, absolute champion, I she, believe. Yeah, she's she's no joke. But they, these two have fought each other twice. They're one and one against each other. Natchielli won the most recent at fight to win, which was I think a couple years ago. It was a so while ago. Uh, at this point, yeah. The uh, so I mean, this is their rubber match. This one's no gi though. Natchielli could become the first one to beat Gabby in gi and no gi, but beating Gabby. And no geese a tall task. That's 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 gonna be tough to pull off. Uh Natchielli's guard, I feel. I mean, I don't know too much about Natchielli. I've seen her compete so much in the gi. I don't know too much about her no gi game. I don't know what her guard is gonna be like. But I mean, in the gi, like when she beat Nat, uh, Gabby, from what I remember, was all very dependent on like lasso spider type of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Gabby's dangerous in, in no gi. I mean, she starts snapping you down. She's gonna get on top. She's gonna out wrestle you. And then if she gets you to half guard. She might just finish you with shoulder pressure there. She might pass get get to an uh, Americana. But I'm going to say we're going to see Gabby Garcia by Americana from either half top half or from side control. I've been saying the whole time, man, I like Natchielli to Jesus in this matchup for sure. Uh, I'm going to take Natchielli just because, like, I remember how she was after she lost at Pans. Uh, we talked to her afterwards, and she was she was seething. She she was so ready to go back out there. She's all I wanted to do was fight Gabby again immediately because she said as soon as the match over was over, she felt like she she had the key. She had the key to solve Gabby Garcia, and she proved it the next time they fought at Fight to Win. Um, she was the the more offensive. She was the person who who was uh who was able to get more sweeps and stuff like that. We were able to see. Um, Elizabeth Clay get to a few um, advantageous positions in uh, in Gabby's last who's number one match, you know, and I think that uh, Natchielli will have a similar strategy, go for these omoplatas, try to uh, maybe, maybe uh, throw up triangles, omoplata, she has these really, really long legs, um, so I, I think that Natchielli's path to victory there is, she's going to pull guard for sure, she's not going to stand up with Gabby, and she's going to look for these omoplata sweeps, she's going to look for these for these um, off balances and things like that, and, and try to get the win that, that way, and I think I think it's possible for her, for sure. Man, I would not want to be the girl that's going up against Gabby after beating her last time, because Gabby takes it, it's like Michael Jordan in the, in the last take dance, I took that personal, like <laughs> Gabby does not want to lose this match and go down 2-1 to one against the, the, be, the best girl from the generation after her, mm-hmm. like, yeah, Gabby's very hyper competitive I mean that's why she's made it to whatever her ridiculous record is of like 70 and 5 if Natchielli could pull this off, it would be crazy. But, yeah, Gab- G- Gabby takes it personal. Yeah, and but you look at, you know, uh, Natchielli's course just down the street from us here in San Antonio, not too far away. You've seen Hibamar out there extremely active. Um, he, he's doing fight to wins every weekend, it seems like. Natchielli's, um, you know, has been wanting to get out there. Not too many people for her, but this is a huge, huge match for her. I think she knows how important it is. They're training hard down there in San Antonio. We've de- been there and visited them. Um, they know how important this match is. So, uh, so yeah, I think she's taking it very, very seriously. What are you thinking here, Corey? Yeah, you know, I, I spent uh, a lot of time looking at this particular matchup a couple of weeks ago. I did an article kind of breaking down Natchielli's path to victory. So I think she she has she it, it's not a squash match by any means. She has an opportunity to beat Gabby. Now her most utilized weapon in the gi and the, the one that she used the most against Gabby was her spider guard, her, her lasso guard. Not going to be as readily available here. Um, she's got a great close guard. The the thing that concerns me about her playing close guard is that feeds into what we saw Gabby do the entire match against Elizabeth Clay, right? Looking for that that body locks out Paulo pass. Um, that being said, Natchielli has longer legs than than Liz Clay does. She might be able to get to those omoplata, gogoplata sequences a little bit earlier. Um, 
And while I think it's it's plausible, it, you know, it, it's not by any means a long shot that she can win. I still think Gabby has has more of the more of the weapons. She's a more decorated no-gi competitor. Um and like Michael said, she she's going to want this one back. Seems like everybody thinks Oma Plata is the way, huh? Is that uh I mean Liz almost got one at the get Nechelli's got a good Oma Plata. She does. I mean, and, and of course yeah. that that's Gabby's game, right? She's she's going to hunker down and she's going to use her pressure to pass the guard you know so uh, she she leaves few few openings she's she's so good at it for a reason she's a four-time adcc champion certainly for a reason so there's only only a few openings here in uh, in this match probably but i think Nacelli can uh can capitalize reed you want to pick first in the co-main event oh co-main event gordon ryan versus roberto jimenez man this one's got me so jacked up obviously i was looking forward to the, the nikki ryan matchup but uh, should we talk about why this is a co-main I don't yeah know, yeah I, I don't know if he mentioned that exactly earlier. co-main event you still got craig and, and ronaldo in in the main event obviously gordon ryan one of the biggest biggest names in the sport maybe you can talk to this michael why, why aren't these two two guys the main event yeah it really doesn't get much bigger than this but gordon is just a good teammate uh he took his brother's spot and jumped in here. I mean, this would be the main event on basically any card, any time, but he didn't want to bump his teammates. So that's why Craig Jones stays in the main event, and then Gordon slides into the co-main. But it really doesn't get any bigger than this. This could main event any card out there. Of course, you know, kind of weird. Of course, we, we've done a lot of this promo, and, and of course, Ronaldo deserves to be there. Craig deserves to be there in the, in the uh, main event. They, they've they've done their part. Um, so it'd be kind of weird to take that away from them once, once they already kind of Give him the main event, I mean, right? The event was already called who's number one, Craig versus Ronaldo, anyways. But who are you taking in this one? There you go. Gordon Ryan, of course, is uh the well, you know, one of the greatest, if not the greatest, um, you know, nogi grappler um of the moment. But somebody sometime is going to beat Gordon Ryan. Can we agree on that? Can we agree that somebody is going to beat Gordon eventually? You guys agree? Yeah, it's got to happen, right? It's gotta, it's gotta, I mean, it seems it seems far fetched, kind of, because the, the, <laughs> the way that he's getting better and better, like he's not the same guy who lost to these. Uh, he really improves, unlike at a, at a level faster than than the, his uh, colleagues, and he's not the same guy who lost to Vinny Magalhaes or Felipe. Pena. True, true. It's very true. It's hard to hard to argue against the things that that Gordon has accomplished out there. Um, but sitting in bed last night, thinking to myself, you know, if if I believe that somebody eventually is going to beat Gordon Ryan. The question I have to ask myself is, could that person be Roberto Jimenez? And the answer to that question for me is absolutely yes. Roberto Jimenez can be the person who beats Gordon Ryan. So I'm taking the upset. I'm taking Roberto Jimenez to shock the world. I think he can take Gordon's back and uh, and make things interesting. Maybe we'll see... Um, Maybe we'll see a, a trilogy th- this year with, with these guys. Maybe this kicks off a trilogy. I think Roberto Jimenez has got the tools. He's in the right headspace to do this. He doesn't care who Gordon Ryan is. Everybody who fights Gordon Ryan has to get over that hump of who Gordon Ryan is uh, on, on social media or, or whatever. That they have. You know, it, it's a mental edge that Gordon inherently has against everybody except for Roberto Jimenez. That's right, people. You heard it here first. I'm picking Roberto. So what do you think? How's he going to get on the back? Is it going to be like a Pergisa style, like Gordon's going for leg entry and he sort of bolos him out of it? I, th- I think so. You know, it might not uh, be be some jiu-jitsu that, that even I can decipher when I see it. You know, <laughs> it, it might just be this crazy scramble that, that we're going to have to spend weeks breaking down to see how he did it. Who knows how he's going to do it? But, yeah, I think, you know, uh, in those scrambles, that's where that's – where, uh, 
Roberto thrives, right? We saw it against Dante and, and stuff. Uh, you know, all these guys, we, we see it that he's, he thrives in the scramble. He thrives in the chaos. I think uh, Gordon can sometimes be a little late in those exchanges, and that's where that's where that's where Roberto wins. Corey, who you got here? I gotta go with the favorite here. There, there's, there's. I think, like Reed said, Roberto has a shot. He's he's not being given one. If you look at you know the the betting odds, for example, he's he's a long shot here. I don't think it's going to be that much of a differential between the two, um, especially if Roberto plays kind of a strategy game and puts the pace on Gordon. That being said, I think Gordon has too many weapons here, um, and he's he's he may who knows he's. He's the kind of strategist that will give up his back in order to take a leg. You know, he may show a weakness and and take what he wants. Um, and he may hunt legs for ten minutes and, and end up on a on a Kimura or a triangle. We, we've seen we've seen him do it all. We've seen that he can do it all. I think Gordon Ryan's an easy call here. Yeah, I mean, this is a match. You, you got to be excited about this one. Gordon's not going to have to chase down Roberto. Roberto's going to come after him. Uh, what I like about Gordon here, I mean, I'm picking Gordon against anybody in the world right now. But what I what I like about Gordon here is even if Roberto does get him in one of those bad positions, Gordon's defense, his, his jiu-jitsu from bad positions from somebody, like, if you watch him train, he puts himself there all the time. That's basically where he's, he's always starting from. He's yeah, letting people get his back, his back yeah. letting people mount him, letting people pass his guard, and then he's going from there. I think his defense, his technique from there, even if Roberto gets on his back, I think Gordon escapes, and now he's got, you know, 25, 20 more minutes, a 30-minute match. I think this is going to be a tough one for Roberto at this point. But I think it'll be a nice chance for him to feel him out because these guys are going to no doubt fight many times in the coming years. But I'm going to say Gordon Ryan is going to get this one. I'm going to say different than the leg lock. I think he gets on the back and gets to a RNC. I almost convinced you guys, though. You guys were thinking about picking Roberto after that I mean, stirring speech. It's tough to count on Roberto. He's pulled off all kinds of crazy See? Uh, right? submission victories over the years. All right, let's get to the main event. Craig main Jones. Event time. Craig Jones versus Ronaldo Jr., DDS versus Atos. These guys have been going back and forth. John, like just nonstop since this match was announced. Uh, Hulk, Andre on one side, Gordon on the other side. Craig and Ronaldo have been pretty quiet, but they're still going out here representing these teams against each other, the, the, the two best Nogi teams in the world. Uh, I think this is just a tough matchup for Ronaldo right now. It's 15 minutes with Craig. Craig's dangerous. I mean, Ronaldo's going to be standing up trying to pass. He's going to be moving a lot, but, I mean... Craig is going to be. Craig's going to have a lot of opportunities to get on those legs. If he gets on those leg entries, he's he's very efficient, very precise there. And I, I just think in that aspect of the game, he's on another level than Ronaldo. I think Craig takes this one by heel hook. I've I've picked like four people by heel hook already, by the way. But, <laughs> all right, uh, I think Craig takes it by heel hook. Corey, you want to jump in? Yeah, um, and and you know I'm I'm gonna uh, kind of echo Michael here. I I made this point uh, when we first announced this match that Ronaldo does not have I. I I've got to recheck the stats, but I don't believe he's had a submission win in Nogi yet in his black belt career. Now, of course, he's you know he's he's a great passer. Um, he has a really explosive game. He's got great arm bars, great triangles. I just think that in in the Nogi sphere against Craig Jones, he's going to be just a little bit out of his element. Um, and I think that we we are going to get probably a Craig. Uh, let's go other than heel hook. I think we're going to get Craig by either uh, rear naked choke or a triangle. Well, I couldn't tell you how wrong both of you are in, in your picks here. He's taking the upset. <laughs> I am taking the upset. See, the one thing that Ronaldo <laughs> Jr. has in his favor is the element of surprise. And that is going to be key, I think, for Ronaldo. 
Even Craig said it in his interviews we did with him, you know, and stuff. He doesn't know what Ronaldo's going to do. He doesn't know what Ronaldo is going to bring to the table. You know what Ronaldo knows? Exactly what Craig is going to bring to the table here. You think that Andre and the rest of Atos have not been preparing Ronaldo for exactly the situations that he's going to see against Craig Jones in this match? This is a huge match. DDS, like you said, versus Atos. It's coming to a head here. Believe me, these guys are taking these matches this match very seriously there's a lot on the line just way beyond just uh craig winning or, or ronaldo losing you know a lot, lot of um team pride here on the mat believe me i think ronaldo is going to be ready for everything craig jones has to offer if you think ronaldo is not a high level black belt gi or no gi you know you're wrong about that this dude is elite for sure he's going to be a black belt world champion uh, you know if we had worlds this year Maybe Ronaldo and Roberto would be both uh, black belt world champions already. Who knows? But uh, I have no shame in taking uh, Ronaldo Jr. This should be a fun one regardless. Obviously, Craig is, a, is an elite grappler as well, but this should be Ronaldo's coming out party. Got to love uh, Ronaldo's mentality, too. Very similar to Roberto. Remember, he was going to fight Gordon no time limit before Gordon got COVID. He, he doesn't care. He doesn't, doesn't care. He gets after it. And that's the right mentality to have when you're up and comer. What's the worst that's going to happen? He's going to lose to Craig Jones, who he's supposed to lose to. He's going out there in a main event on who's number one. He's going to build his name up. He's going to he's gonna get a chance to feel this guy out who's going to fight again eventually. I mean, Ronaldo, he gets after it. I mean, I don't know how many guys I've hit up trying to give him matches on these things, and they say, ah, I want a different opponent or this this and that, and I just, just don't talk to him again. Win or lose, yeah. Ronaldo sets himself up for another huge match when, here. When you know Ronaldo or Roberto or the type of guys that you can just hit up and they'll take any match, any, anybody, anytime, anywhere, like that's a good way to get on the card. That's the spirit just, of yep. jiu-jitsu. That's, the, that's what we're looking for, these fun matches, you guys who just are ready to throw down. Like that's... All, all seven of those matches are guys and girls who, who go after it. Yeah, too many people out there trying to pick and choose their opponents. You look at this lineup, it's people that are exciting, people that go for the finish, uh, and people who are, who are just down to fight whoever. So, big week coming up. Everybody's arriving tomorrow. There'll be a whole bunch of content with that. 5.30 Eastern time on Thursday will be the press conference. Way in shortly before that. 8 o'clock Eastern time. The event starts on Friday. The first two matches free, and then the next five on the site. Get me sick. Give me a sec, my man. <laughs> All right, guys. Yeah, I think, absolutely. I think that's good for us. Uh, we can go ahead and, and kill it, Tyler. Everybody, make sure you tune in this week. Watch our social media for everything going on. My name is Ronaldo Jr. I'm from Brazil. I train at Atos Jiu Jitsu HQ in San Diego. My name is Craig Jones. I train with Henzo Gracie Academy, specifically the Danaher Death Squad. Oh, my style is kind of aggressive. I think it's going to be a very exciting match for the people who love Jiu Jitsu. Typically, a lot of people will watch me compete to see the finishes. And in regards to those finishes, mostly heel hooks. Uh, now is my time. I'm excited. For sure, it's going to be exciting.